Welcome to Voices from the Frontline from the Christian Medical Fellowship, where we hear from healthcare workers at the frontline of the COVID-19 pandemic. And those at the frontline include obviously doctors, but also nurses. And I'm delighted today to welcome the surgical nurse. It's Georgie. Welcome, Georgie. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. Well, great to have you. Now, Georgie, you're also our Associate Head of Nurses, and we'll we'll get to that a bit later. But uh, you work on a surgical unit in the north of England. You're a staff nurse. I wondered if you could tell us a bit about how COVID-19 has impacted your sort of day-to-day working life. Yeah, weirdly, we are um, seeing a lot less patients than we usually do. I think that a lot of people are terrified to come into the hospital in case they catch COVID-19. And that is concerning because you do wonder if there are people sat at home with real surgical problems, letting themselves become very sick and not coming into the hospital. But it means that the patients that we have got on the ward are pretty poorly and they really need to be there. But I think the biggest clinical the change that I've seen is um, that we're not allowing any visitors into the hospital, so no family members visiting patients and that has a huge impact um, I'm tending to spend a lot more time on the phone than usual updating relatives and often they feel that their uh, loved one who's patient is kind of playing things down and trying to keep them calm and to stop them from worrying so after they've spoken to them they'll ring us and say this is what they've told me is this right and they understandably want to know all the details um and yeah that can that is just so difficult for them difficult for the patients they often having bad news alone facing life-changing surgery alone and often having an unexpected health crisis alone but even well not even more but as difficult for the relatives um on the other end and I think the Lord was really gracious to me because about a month before all the COVID um crisis my mum was very sick for the first time in hospital um, and that completely opened my eyes to being with someone that you love so much in a really vulnerable position and to be uh, scared that you're going to lose them and I think I admit I hold my hands up that I sometimes can find updating relatives a real chore that just takes up so much time and often it feels like you've got too much clinically to do and you haven't got time to speak to relatives but being the daughter of a patient was such a um, a transformative experience for me really being that annoying relative who's asking all the questions and I was very aware that I was asking way too many questions but I just couldn't help it and um, I think that has really softened my heart towards relatives especially in this time where they can't even be with their loved one I mean I was there with mum every day and it's still awful so I can't imagine what it's like to be in that position with out being there in the flesh, being there in the hospital to ask the questions face to face to the staff yourself. So I'm trying, really trying to be um, as compassionate as I can to relatives and understanding and take my time talking to them on the phone and making sure that they've got all the details that they need. That's great. Yeah, really good. Something for us to be aware of and to be praying into. Just yeah, the sheer lack of relatives allowed into hospitals. Certainly my hospital's very quiet because, particularly my ward, the children's ward, there's no other kids running around. Um, you've just mentioned your mum there. Um, but this is also having an impact on you sort of very close to home, isn't it, with your husband? Just tell us a bit about that. Yeah, my husband, Matt, is 24, but he's got severe bronchiectasis, quite severe. Um and so he's in the social shielding category. He's got to do 12 weeks of not leaving the house and not having any visitors. 
so on that basis we decided that it was best for me to move out um I particularly just did not feel comfortable with bringing friendly germs um into the home after work to befriend him so I yeah spent two weeks in a guest house and very graciously God has provided now through a friend um an empty house an empty four bed detached house with a conservatory and a garden so I'm here Matt's at home on his own and I'm here in this big house so trying to pretend not to enjoy it no doubt Oh, yeah. No, I'm not pretending at all. I'm loving the garden, John, and I'm making no bones about that. <laughs> well, but that, I mean, on a serious side, that, that's a real cost to pay, isn't it? And I know you're not the only one, and it's just a good reminder for us to be aware of and to, for praying for those staff who are not just ex- being exposed to COVID-19, but actually also being separated from loved ones. So yeah, thanks for sharing that, Georgie. Now, Georgia, you've um, you know, recently written a blog, which we'll refer to in our show notes um, about uncertainty. I wonder if you could just briefly just give us the headlines as to what you've been learning in this time. Yeah, the blog, not to ruin anything, but the blog is essentially about what God's been showing me um, through the whole COVID-19 crisis. I found myself at times very, very anxious about what will happen to my husband, what will happen to my mom. My nan and granddad are both in the 80s and they, um, my nan is point blank refusing to stay at home. She's going out to the shop every day to get the paper and she's going to the laundrette every week to do a washing and nobody can stop her. And she's just getting more and more angry the more and more we try and stop her. But um, I find myself at times almost like crying over things that have haven't happened and might never happen just because can get so carried away with um, the worst case scenario and it's just fear but I think what God's been teaching me is that that comes from a lack of trust in him and the um, bottom line is that his you know our when we talk about our peace that's not just an airy fairy feeling for the Christian peace is based on God's character and who our God is and if we believe two fundamental truths that our God is Firstly, in control of all things and all powerful, and secondly, all good and all loving. Then that those two facts about his character is what our peace is grounded and rooted in. So the way that I've been trying to deal with my anxiety is by thinking about the worst case scenario, whatever is causing me to fear and panic, and thinking if this happens, it will be because God has allowed it to happen. Because if I say that I believe He's in control of all things then that has to be the case. And secondly, if I believe that God is really all good and kind and wise, then if he allows that to happen, it will be because it's for my highest good and his highest glory. And so reminding myself of those two things, that he is in control and that he is all good, is really transformed, well, transforming, because it's a work in progress, but it's transforming my anxiety and panic and fear into a, a genuine peace that is rooted in his character. Oh, that's great to hear. Thank you. And Georgia, as I said, you're Associate Head of Nurses at CMF. You're in contact with a lot of nurses and a growing you know, nursing and student uh, membership. Can you just give us a feel of what challenges that nurses are facing at the moment and how we can pray for them at this time? Yeah, thanks, John. I think um, a huge prayer point on my heart at the moment is our final year student nurses and midwives who um, are being propelled into work early or earlier than planned. 
and I remember very well my days as a newly qualified nurse and I can honestly say it's some of the hardest hardest days of my life so far and I had months to prepare for that and I knew that it was coming um whereas these these guys have just thought they were having until September October to face that and then now it suddenly dawned on them earlier than planned but they're very bravely stepping up to the challenge and um yeah I would really love for people listening to be praying for those final year students suddenly overnight becoming qualified practitioners and feeling very unprepared often feeling terrified feeling that they're going to be useless feeling like they're going to be even dangerous feeling like they're going to be more of a hindrance than a help and actually the Lord can really use them and um, they can go into the workplace as the hands and feet of Jesus and that's what we're praying for them and um, we've been reading Esther in our church midweek bible studies and that famous verse that we all know and love for such a time as this and I think a lot of these students are feeling that they've gone into work or going into work early but actually, if we trust that God is a God in control of all things and his timing is perfect and there's no such thing as early and they've gone into the, the workplace, maybe not at the time they planned to, but at the time that he saw fit to send them into the workplace for such a time as this. So do pray for them to have God's peace and God's confidence and uh, to trust him and to be an asset and a, and a Christ-like witness to their workplace and for long-established nurses as well. Um, I think we all need to be praying for one another to not be scraping the bottom of the barrel, but to be um, filling up on God's compassion and mercy and love and energy so that we can give out of overflow. Great. Georgie, thanks so much for joining me today. Pleasure, John. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's great. And look, you know, if you're a nurse or midwife listening or you know someone like that who's listening, well, why not join us at CMF? We're a growing uh, membership uh, in the nurses team and it's just great to see what they're doing. Uh, I know that Georgie and others are hosting Zoom sessions, so you can feel free to email georgie at cmf.org.uk for more. Check out our website for more resources, Georgie's blogs, a number of other blogs that we're putting out. We're releasing a, a voice from the front line every day. Why don't you check us out on our, on our feed? You can uh, share, subscribe and leave us a rating so that more people get to hear these voices from the front line. We'll join you next time. Bye for now.